0: Um, thank you, sir. Um, if you're new or you're visiting, uh, my name's Lydia. And I'm a curate here. Tim Vicar is somewhere between here and Bristol currently. He may emerge at the end of the service. Hopefully so. Um, and we've been sort of tracking through the book of Nehemiah. It's about Easter time, um, largely because it's a brilliant book but um, equally because we're in the middle of a building project and you might notice that we are in the church hall rather than the church over the road but thanks be to God we should be back in the church in awesome time so we're going to kind of land this series this evening with a few sort of reflections on some of the kind of deep stuff that's underpinning Nehemiah and then some time Practical stuff which is over to you. Don't worry, there's not going to be like a roving mic, you don't need to share. But we would like to hear your thoughts and your reflections and your vision on the flip chart paper provided. So, uh, when we hit that point in about 15 minutes, I'll give a bit more um, instruction about what that is about. So, Neil. Yeah. Okay, so Nehemiah, we are in 445 BC, so that's about 450 years before Jesus. And it's the final book of the Old Testament. And the Israelites were carried off into exile and about 60 or so years prior to that. And they have returned to their land in Israel. They have returned to the city of Jerusalem, and they found this in the ruins. And so Nehemiah, and a chapter Ezra, go about rebuilding the city of Jerusalem, rebuilding the nation. And there's a physical reality to it, but at a deeper level there's a spiritual reality to it. And there's two priorities that seem to underpin all that they're doing, that underpin their building project. And actually priorities that we believe are underbuilding are sorry underpinning our building project and living space. And that's social justice and worship of God. So that's what we're gonna delve into for a moment this evening. So Nehemiah, chapter five, verses six to 12, all about social justice. And the conclusion to this is that they are back in the land, they're in the middle of the building project, but a famine has emerged. And what's happening is that the ruling elite of the rich are taxing the poor and injustice is rife. So those who are poor the land, quite rightly, go and complain to Nehemiah. And Nehemiah responds with this. Chapter 5, verse 6. When I heard their outcry and these charges, I was very angry. I pondered them in my mind and then accused the nobles and officials. I told them, you are charging your own people interest. So I called together a large meeting to deal with them and said, as far as possible, we have brought back our fellow Jews who were sold to the Gentiles. Now you are selling your own people Only for them to be sold back to us, they kept quiet, because they could find nothing to say. So I continued, what you are doing is not right. Shouldn't you walk in the fear of our God to avoid the reproach of our Gentile enemies? I and my brothers and my men are also lending the people money and grain. But let us stop charging interest. Give back to them immediately, their fields, their vineyards, olive groves and houses, and also the interest you are charging them. 1% of the money, in new Wine and olive oil. We will give it back, they said, and we will not demand anything more from them. We will do as you say. Then I summoned the priests and made the nobles and officials take an oath to do what they had promised. Social justice. And then we flip over to Nehemiah 8. So let's go a couple of pages in Nehemiah 8, verses 5 and 6. And once we hit Nehemiah, chapter 8, the building project is completed, the wall is finished, and instead of running straight into action, which is what I might do, they step back, and they consider the word of God, and they worship God. And so Nehemiah, chapter 8, verses 5 and 6. Ezra opened the book, All the people could see him because he was standing above them. And as he opened it, the people all stood up. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen, Amen. Then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Let's pray before we go any further. And Father, we thank you that you call us into relationship with you through our worship of you, and that you call us into relationship with each other, through social justice, through engaging with those around us, with the world around us. And as we consider these things in a really, really practical way this evening, with the power of your spirit to speak to us now, we know your heart and your vision for some for living space, in this place, in this time, at this point. Amen. Amen. Okay, so why these two things? Why worship? Why social justice? Why are these the things that underpin Nehemiah, that underpin so much of Scripture? Well, the worship thing, and the thing to the call to worship God, it's not because God is some sort of like arrogant force up there who's demanding our kind of worship and our souls and all of that. Actually, it's because worship is all about relationship. Worship is all about relationship. And God knows how he made us. He knows that he made us in his image. Genesis 1 and 2, which I always talk about. Um, that he made us male and female in his image. And he made us for a relationship with him. And that relationship is found in our worship of him. And he made us as worshipers. And he knows that if we don't worship him, we're just going to worship something else. And actually, he is the author of all that is good and right in this world. He is the creator of God. And the best thing we can do is to worship him and be in relationship with him. And he's one let's thought that wrong. Actually, they just started again and again and again worshipping the gods around them. And the gods around them were like gods with little G. They weren't really gods at all, and they were pretty foul. Most of them were into child sacrifice and all sorts of appalling things. And God, again and again and again through the prophets, said to the Israelites, Worship me, worship me, and you'll flourish. And they didn't listen, so he carried off into exile. The Lord redeemed that and brought them back and free um, free Nehemiah. So that's worship. Priority one. And then the second priority, justice. Justice. Why justice? Well, if you read anything of scripture, you'll see that the heartbeat of God is justice. And it's because he not only made us for a relationship with him, he made us for a relationship with each other. And whenever we unpick any injustice that we see on this earth whenever we read that news story or hear about that situation or something our God is like, oh that's so wrong when you dig down into it it's always about a relationship gone wrong it's one human being putting themselves above another and so God calls us to justice because he's about the flourishing of all humankind every man and woman that wants the face of this earth made in his image, full equality. And so as we worship him and we're in relationship with him, that leads into us a desire to walk well with each other, to be in a right relationship with each other, to see justice roll back in riding river. And so Nehemiah maps this kind of like social holiness with the Israelites. He says actually Israel is going to be a nation of worship and justice. And you know what? They manage it for about four chapters. So chapter 12 starts looking pretty good. Israel's this great nation, a real kind of shining light on the face of the earth. Then, unfortunately, we hit chapter 13, and the chairman talked about this a few weeks ago, and everything starts going wrong, and the worship is not working out, and the justice is pretty obsolete and not there. And why is that? Why is that? Well, that is because Nehemiah, and all of the Old Testament is on the wrong side of the cross. All of the Old Testament, Nehemiah, the book that right, closes the Old Testament, is pointing towards the cross and is pointing towards the need for the Lord Jesus Christ a perfect way. And so actually, we find ourselves on the right side of the cross, the right side of this reality where Jesus Christ called us home. And where we, as believers, we as Christians, can be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit so that actually we have a liberty, and ability to worship the Lord in spirit and truth, to be in a relationship face-to-face with him. Paul talks about it when he says that we, unlike Moses, can approach with unveiled faces, that we can stand in the presence of the Lord Almighty, that we can know him as king, but we can also know him as personal saviour and friend. And in all of that, He says to us, you are my hands and feet. I have chosen to use you. And so the lesson of Nehemiah, the lesson of the Old Testament is that actually everything needs this. And we have the great privilege of being New Testament people who are known through the cross. So that's the Nehemiah takes. So what's the challenge for us before we um, start discussing and using flip chart paper and things? Um, Peter puts it like this. He says that actually we're the building project. We're the building project. We looked at um, a letter of 1 Peter before, um, before Easter. So 1 Peter 2, 4 to 5. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God, Precious to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We're living stones. And so, as we put that building back together, as we have all sacrificially given in time and money and hopefully in a moment, vision and ideas, we're living stones, we're part of it. The Lord has chosen each and every one of us. There is no accident that we're sitting in this room tonight, that you're here at Parsons Green, in this great city in London, at this point in July 2019. And so we express this at St. through our, for our mission statement. We say that we're mission-minded people, living for Jesus wherever we find ourselves. And we also know that we're a gaffer church. This congregation particularly is a gathered church. Lots of us travel in. But we're a gathered church with a local reality. One of the weird but slightly wonderful things about the church of England is it gives us a parish, it gives us a patch, it gives us an area and it says, minister, minister in that area, be living stones in that area, be God's hands and feet. Actually, that is our commission. And it's about calling people into a relationship with God through our relationship with each other. And so our dream, our dream for living space is that it's going to be a worshiping centre. But also it's going to be a space for mission and for justice and for us to get to know the whole breadth of humanity. We live in London, don't we? And you know, every tribe and triangle and nation kind of travels past our door, walks around this little patch. There's, there's so many different people, it's such a privilege not monitoring so We want to invite everybody in. We want to find space for everybody. And we want this to be an ongoing conversation. We've got a few months before, yeah, about a few months before we um, get back into the building. And so we we'll want to begin the conversation now did a little bit, bit of it at the APCM. It was so interesting at the APCM. I was looking at some of the feedback that I got from, what well, we got from you guys. Um, and just three things came out. Again and again, food features. Food, such a biblical thing to eat together. Food was massive. There was so much stuff about youth engagement. And as we did this exercise this morning, that was what was coming out again and again. Some of the older guys that I was sitting with, they were so concerned about their grandchildren. They were like, there's nothing around here for teenagers. Food, youth engagement. And this kind of prophetic picture again and again came through of our church, our living space of light. As a light, there's a shining light in this community, in this city, and it's about all of us, living stones, God's hands on feet, playing our part. So we love, we love to hear your ideas. And if you wanna go on the website, um, we're again and again, Laura's wonderfully um, updating photographs, you can see the progress of the building went around as a PCC, um, last Monday? Probably of day ago, something like that. Um, it's really, really coming together. Um, it's glorious to see what's happening. It's a huge, wonderful miracle. And there's so much stuff that we are already doing. But I know all of you involved in it, whether it's the Glassdoor or Regenerate Rise with the Elderly or the food ban that we we're talking about tonight or the recovery costs that Lauren needs or all of our kind of worship and teaching and prayer and life groups, the volunteer teams. But as i say, so much more. There's such an entrepreneurial spirit in our church, and what we want to do is hear everyone's ideas and bring them together just see the synergy and the symmetry that the spirit is weaving and what he might be saying in this time, in this place, because it's the Lord Almighty who knows what we're going to do in this building. And it's going to be glorious for the kingdom. So, and um, On the tables are some questions um, buried under a lot of paper. It's also going to be great to get back in because we'll have some A.V. again. Um, So um, so these questions are around. Um, There's more people here tonight, which is brilliant than we were expecting because we thought it was the end of July. Um, So some people are already in groups. If you're not in a group, there are some questions on the table just by Freya. Freya, maybe you could wave them. If you want it, you're kind of at the back. Uh, perhaps the questions to create for yourself there's also flip chart paper so there should be four bits of flip chart paper and there's four questions it might be that you want to focus on one of the questions or it might be that you want to through all of them and we just want to hear your ideas and if you're new or you're visiting tonight I've already met a couple of visitors could you please join in you may see an amazing Stuff in other places. We'd love to hear what you have uh, seen, what you know that works well. And um, as I was saying, whole breadth of humanity, everyone gets to play. So let, let's all get involved. Um, great. So has everybody kind of got a group? People right at the back, not hard. You've got a group. Create a group. Lovely. Get some stuff. It's over there. And we're going to do this till you've got 25 minutes, which sounds long, but it went like that this morning. So um, go for it.